0: Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Alberto Lalandeira. I am the CEO of Atalaya Mining. And uh, the idea here would be to, to speak a little bit about the results second quarter and first half of 22, And we going to go to our results and how we see the future um, for this year and obviously the future of the company.
1: Really. Alberto, good to see you again um, i enjoyed the last conversation immensely and i want to pick up on some of those those, those topics certainly around the e- energy because i mean that that's the big discussion point across europe across most industries in, in, in fact um but let's talk about the q two numbers now. um generally down it's been it's been a tough 12 months hasn't it
0: it has been tough i would say six months i mean it's uh, we went through a fantastic result in during 2021. And suddenly, we got into the perfect storm of energy prices with a general general inflation, with oil, explosives, uh, tires, uh, basically you made it. And, well, it's a tough situation that we are weathering. But if you think of it at the end, um, mining is a long-term business. And mine life is 15 years so far and probably more. And this is just... Six months. We are ready to continue next year with much better uh, views in our prices.
1: Okay. So, okay, six six months. Then, I mean, the conversation of late, the narrative of late, has been around inflation, and you know, some people will be affected in different ways. You mentioned some of those. You're talking about you know, um, explosives and energy costs and tires, and you know, it, it's kind of hitting you left, right, and center. What do you do about it? In fact, I tell you, what, here's a better question for you. As a percentage of your costs, what does energy represent uh, in, in that mix?
0: Yeah you see, in general, our, our costs are have been always around 10 11 percent energy, it represents 10, 11 percent of our total costs. Uh, normally, the typical energy price is around 60. Uh, you know, hour to give you an idea. Uh, this first six months have been, we have been running around 240, because that's four times higher. So, uh, although they, there have been general inflation, now our energy costs are running almost 30% of their costs. Uh, there are other things like uh, diesel, um, and, uh, um, explosives, which is linked with gas prices which are also higher, but the important one is energy. So a good point is, what are we doing? Well, look, about three years ago, we, we decided to construct a solar plant and this had nothing to do with with this price, uh, with price increase. I mean, we did that for the prices were low. Actually, it was almost difficult to justify to build your solar plant. We did that for several reasons. We had the land, it's a future, lots of other things. And now it's a sensible decision. Now, what happens in, in the future? We also, in the beginning of this year, we signed a power purchase agreement with an uh, Energy supplier that will set a long-term agreement, 10 years, like we hedged, we covered ourselves for 10 years, at the price which is almost five times lower than what we have right now in the market. And those mm, two coverages, let's call it, with solar and um, And a power agreement, long term agreement, are basically covering almost a little bit more than 50% of our needs, which means that we would have covered 50% of our needs at around times lower than the current market price. So, with those measures, long term, and starting already in January, uh, okay, our cost used to be around, and electricity cost used to be around 10, 11%. Now they are close to 30, we will get them back to let's say around 15. Assuming the prices of electricity stay as they are. I don't think that will be the case for several reasons, but the main reason is the main reason is that this is not affordable for the whole Spain, for the whole Europe. And it will have to be near sorted out with more solar, with more wind specifically, which are fast uh, to implement. And um of course the, the gas price is going down.
1: It, it's, it's a typical environment. We have seen Glencore's near-star uh, plant going into care and maintenance um announced just this morning. Um we're seeing this this huge impact that energy prices are having on industry across Europe. You've you had already started some def- defensible strategies. Is it when you say I, I don't believe prices will say the same, is this in your control? Does the Spanish government need to step in? We're seeing that in the UK with the language of windfall taxes on fossil fuel companies. We're seeing, and obviously, gas is a big component of energy in in, in Spain. We're seeing, um, you know, maybe uh, support from governments to help, you know, domestic um, fuel buyers with with, their energy needs as well. So, how much of this is you've got to be masters of your own destiny, and how much of it is? Oh, what what is what is the government going to do for me?
0: Look, the government will have to do something because at the end um, they are collecting very high taxes. I mean, for example, diesel price, uh, diesel price in Spain, 50% taxes. So uh, the price goes up. I mean, they will have to. To, uh, do something to, to tame the inflation. This is not only affecting us. It's affecting all the industries. Well, what percentage you say? I just
1: lo- I just lost you there when you said
0: around the percentage. Almost 50% of our taxes. Five know, zero.
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah. This is,
0: that's, that's the tax uh, charge of, of some diesel and gasoline and all this. So what needs to be done? I think from the country point of view and from your point of view, Several things. One is to speed up, a speed up the construction of electric lines interconnecting the whole Europe, the whole Spain. There is wind going on in Spain, in Scotland, but it's not a problem of building new windmills. It's a problem of transporting that electricity to the place where it's consumed. It's important to speed up the construction of more solar and to have a storage capacity, call it batteries, call it pumps or hydro or call it whatever. Hydrogen in the future, probably a storage of energy. And this thing needs to be done fast. The money is there. And what the governments need to do is to avoid the case of a solar plant taking two years to permit. I mean, it takes longer to permit and construct. This cannot happen. In Spain, specifically in the Northwest, there are some big wind farms, it's a very windy area, that are stopped not because of the wind farm itself, but but by the transmission line, because there's protests from environmental groups, from pressure groups, call it X, or they don't like to see the, the transmission line because they say it spoils the landscape. Well, this thing has to sort it out. They will have to extend the, the life of the nuclear plants, Spain, Germany. Same thing with the coal. Uh, I mean, there were some coal power plants that were demolished. I mean, you cannot demolish a structure that's there to produce cheap energy, cheaper energy if needed. Because the problem here is is the system that we have is very sensible for this high variations. And we are in a system which is a marginal system, which the high cost producer sets the price for everybody. This is something that was fine when the difference between a gas, electricity produced by gas, and electricity produced by other systems were not that great. When now it's five times larger, the system has to be reviewed. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that Spain that roughly uses ten percent of electricity produces by gas, this price of gas says the sets the price for the rest. It's not logical because solar, wind, nuclear are are there have been there for the last 10 years and the price in spain used to oscillate between 40 and 60 euros megawatt hour and the utilities were making very nice margins giving very good dividends so that has not changed cannot be that this gas crisis creates a a turbulence all over it's it's affecting the steel factories it's affecting the ceramic industry that's that's really gas it's affecting all of, of course all the electro electrochemical Electro intensive plants like this smelters, I mean, we are going to be shifting production from all places. And if you shut up, uh, shut down a smelter, a luminous smelter or a sickness smelter, it's quite difficult to open it again. It takes time
1: takes time. It does take time. So look, there's an energy crisis across Europe. I want to argue globally. Um, but, but it's very specifically Europe at the moment. And it's a problem that needs to be resolved. And like I don't want, I don't want to make this about an electricity show. Um, I've got to talk about how, you know, how it affects you. You've taken some measures to obviously address this yourself. You've made the point. It's a, it's a cyclical, uh, market and it's a long-term, um, game here. So, in terms of the strategies that you've got in place now, are you happy that that can get you at the other side, or do you think there's a kind of a limited time frame um, for what you can do and what you can control in terms of these pricing? And will it affect your decision making in terms of um, the the intensity at which you move the operational side of the business, which I do want to come on to uh, forwards, because obviously. Um, the You've got to think, well, do I ramp this up or do I hunker down until things are a little bit better? But, you know, it's all, it it's always, all affects the balance sheet. It all affects yeah, the balance you're,
0: sheet. You're right. Look, first of all, we have a fantastic balance sheet. So, right now, we could afford perfectly to stop for a while and, and start again in January. So, wait, uh, let's see what happens. And let's the electricity price settle a little bit. It could make sense because we have very low. Very low uh, fixed costs. Most of our costs are variable. So mm, the cost of, 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 manpower are relatively, let's call it low compared to, to the rest. It could make sense. Uh, but it's nothing has been decided in, in that sense. But we, this is a, a long term business. As I say, we can weather the storm perfectly and st- Months is nothing in uh, my life of 15 years. And as I said, in starting in January, we already will see a big decline. When the solar plant kicks in, we'll see another huge decline. We also speed up the permitting of, of uh, some wind turbines for self consumption because we have some wind there and we have, as I said, a very good balance sheet. And that will also reduce again the dependency of, of energy. But at the the long term, this, this prices will go down to what this normally in, in Japan, in the U.S., in other places where, yes, the, there has been inflation of energy, but 20% of years. Uh, Will it slow down our, our investment? Well, you know what? I think we have to invest in the declines of the market. We have seen that with this inflation, we have seen, uh, The fear of a, of a recession coming, which can come, can come. And there are lots of possibilities that due to this, let's say, general inflation, there is, there is a recession worldwide. But this gains a short cycle that will result in a case where how do you cope with high electric prices and high gas prices? Reducing your dependence on gas and oil, which can only come from wind and solar. And of course, other things that are especially wind and solar or nuclear, but takes longer, which is very intensive in use of copper. So that would be good for copper prices. So we don't not see a recession that will affect the copper prices to make all the mines unprofitable, and ours first one. Second thing, this high inflation will also mean high inflation for your new capex, which means new products will not be built. New products will not be sanctioned, will not be approved because the capital will go up and because operating costs are high, at the moment the senior management goes to the board to get the approval. We're going to go to the board and say, oh, by the way, give me five billion to construct this project. And don't worry, this will be economic when the price of electricity goes down. But right now it's not economic, but give me five billion, we will start. So what does it mean? It means that new projects, greenfield will not be approved until things settle. Only brownfields or operating mines. The end result will be that the time will continue. And because you need the copper to get this green energy to electric cars, certification, hydrogen. Everybody talks about hydrogen. Where is the electricity going to come from to generate the hydrogen? It means the cycle for copper is going to be quite good. It means that even if there is a recession, it will mean cars will come up soon, sooner rather than later. And the rest, Of things like diesel is already starting to go down why because if there is a kind of recession there's less consumption so look strange situation but things are good in the medium term and we only have a few months to to continue with this bad situation even with this high cost We still generated very interesting a bid uh, of over 40 million euros in the first six months. One can argue that the previous year was 100. Of course, there's a big decrease. But as I said, most of it was coming from electricity, but they're still generating cash. And we just need to pass this uh, few months that we have until January.
1: Yeah, no, I understand. The, the The numbers are okay comparatively. They they look down, but they continue, you know, comparatively to the, what, what we're seeing elsewhere. Be, be be very good profit after tax in Q one, you know, twelve million uh, euros. It, it it's all good, um, but it, it's it's about I guess painting the picture for investors looking in. You know, corporate We're hearing this big thematic of, you know, EV revolutions in Europe, US, even in Asia. Um, Infrastructure builds, which may be slowing down, which may be slowed down because of uh, again talk of recession, etc. Certainly, it's risk off in most markets at the moment. Um, so, I, we, I get the thesis here. The bit that interests me is your your analysis saying that well, actually, who's going to fund new capex, greenfield capex projects in an environment like this? Not a lot of people and I, so my question is I wonder what that does to the copper price because again like like nickel, copper's kind of come off in recent recent times and you think in the in the picture that you paint, why on earth would it do that? There's no, no big new copper mines coming on on tap. Um, no one's going to fund new you know plants to pro, you know, process this process this concentrate. So why isn't price moving to you know higher heights than it, than it currently is?
0: I suppose because of the perception that there's new production coming in and that it's going to be slowed up. But the market is very tight. The metal market is very tight. The premium for metal, if you want real copper to produce something, you have to pay a premium over the market in, in the consumers. So it means there's no huge deposit sitting around with lots of copper. And what this means is that if there is for some reason, and these things happen, there is one mine coming off stream because it has an accident, or you have seen most of the companies reporting lower production than expected. The market balance is very tight. We're talking about one week stock is nothing. So you only need some problem and the prices can spike up because mm, there's no stock. So. I don't see I don't see the prices of copper going down. I think the risk is upward, not going down. It can go down for a short while. I think there's no reason, physical reason, to continue going down under the the, the cost of production because there's no stocks, and the world continues to be requiring copper and more. If you go all this generation of power that needs more copper. Electric vehicles, the infrastructure to load them, wind turbines, offshore wind, solar, all these requires more and more cost
1: it, it, it does but again it's just coming back to again make myself feel comfortable make re, you know, re, retail investors feel comfortable about this stuff it's like okay it's going to be harder for new entrants to come in there's not a lot of capex um happening here the companies that are producing should benefit from rising corporate prices They should but there's also rising cost environments so um that perhaps the margins stay the same It's just that we've got a different you know a higher low and a higher high um in, in that so um I'm trying to work out what the upside for the the guys who survive is, and what's the upside for the retailers who invest. in those guys who can survive is, um, do you know, in terms of placing bets as a, re, as, a as an investor, um, he who is going to survive? Um, do the at econ- the fundamental economics change um, in terms of margin? Because it's about making money. It's about paying dividends, like you do. Um, you know, what's this? What's this new environment look like uh, going going forward? Is there going to be a kind of massive stepping stepping point? You know, step change in, in the market dynamics as a result of the again the picture you paint.
0: Well, the, if somebody bought shares of copper companies like ours or any other producer at this point of the market and just had there sitting down for five years without looking at them, I bet you that all of them will have grown up in the long term, something that you cannot say with other industries. So right now, I believe we are in a low point. I wouldn't make the same bets for companies that are very long term, like development companies that need several billion dollars and the, the, the time frame we're talking is 10 years or whatever years, or even exploration companies, unless they are spectacular. So I think the, the perspective for those producers are, is quite good. Even with a high cost environment.
1: Interesting. Okay. Well, let's look at some of one of the other factors. I think which you know it gets in your control and it can create value um, or perceived value, which which is around the expiration. We we talked last time out about potential of some of your expiration could meaningfully increase the grade which which you are mining. It also has. Be- and partly because it has uh, meaningful byproduct in, in, in zinc and zinc and lead. So you know, what, what are you doing on that front? Have, have things moved forward, or again, are you kind of? No, we back? continue.
0: Look, uh, this is something uh, that uh, people ask us. Okay, with the slowdown in, in cash flow, do you continue with exploration? Yes, we continue. Actually, we have five rigs going on. We, uh, you need to 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 find new resources to give uh, optionality to your shares and then the shares of a mining company are like an option in on the underlying commodity Uh, so it's like an option in copper prices within 10 years there will be cycles up and down and the shares will move up and down like an option but this much more uh, leveraged an option in order to have a value needs time the longer the time the better the value so A company with short my life has very low optionality because it could happen with a low, uh, short life, that there is a cycle of low prices. We need to increase our life. We know that if we have a 15 to 20 years life, we are going to see fantastic times. Uh, So that's the reason why exploration needs to continue. Your point of higher grade is, is absolutely correct because obviously, if we can put into production some areas that are close to our mind with double the grade where we can use the same installations and we don't need a huge investment like San Dionisio or San Antonio or Massa Valverde, which are using the same installation, you can process higher grade, then your cost will go down because you have more or less the same costs per ton, but you use more copper on the same ton. So that's also important, because you basically you you are making investments to reduce your operating costs in the future, so your your margins in the future. So yes, we continue doing exploration, and we can do continue doing the permitting of those, because we are sure that the, the metal price will recover and it will be very profitable.
1: Okay. Well, and is then is, is there anything else that um you you think you are focused on that will Again, make, make this position of yours defensible. We've, we've talked energy of clearly. Um, we've talked to expirations just, just just now, clearly. Um, it's it's kind of a very tight market as you say and you know, you know you actually got to pay a premium here people may not have, have appreciated that. but what are the, what are the other components you you look at and see as as big elements in terms of your future success? um that need to be either addressed managed or or at, at least um paid attention to look,
0: our our company you have to look at the fundamental value our company right now is is incredibly cheap i mean uh, we imagine yes imagine the, the, this year was a disaster of costs yeah fine but then we are we're trading let's say 250 to a simple 140 million shares so 400 million pounds with basically 60 million euros so 50 million pounds more or less net cash position it means that the value of our company is less or similar to the investment we have done in equivalent steel which means right now somebody's buying all those installations and the mineral rights, without having to pay at all for the metal, it's amazingly different to the to the to other companies who still have a resource, but they still have to they still have to to invest. Some companies have 400 million market cap, but they still need to add 500 million to get there. Our case is we are there already. I think this is the main point. I mean, the value is the value. That's the long-term value. is not the short-term. It's like when you buy bought a house that cost um, basically the price of the bricks and you're not paying for the land or the works that has gone there. It has to catch up It's a time. Well I hope it does.
1: I hope it does Sorry. As ever, Alberto, uh, very insightful um, look at what's going on in the markets but also you know what, what you're doing and how you're managing uh, things. So look, I appreciate your time uh, today and I also know you're on holiday. Uh, so i appreciate you sort, pho- of. Pho- pho- sort of, of. <laughs> okay but i appreciate you phoning in uh and giving some updates and um, we look forward to uh hearing from you soon okay
0: thanks a lot dan